0: it's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe and it is Thursday, August 27th. And a weird time for sure in the sports world, no doubt about it. Uh, It feels kind of weird to be talking about fantasy football right now with everything going on uh, in the NBA in particular and then also in MLB. Uh, As I'm sure you're probably aware listening to this podcast on Thursday the 27th or later, well, the NBA, I mean, yesterday was sort of uh, ground to a halt. The Bucks did not take the floor in Game Five, so all and and then ended up we had all Game Fives postponed. Uh, there were multiple games in Major League Baseball postponed as well. Uh, the Reds at Milwaukee, Seattle at San Diego, and the Dodgers at San Francisco. And uh, well, there has been talk even of. Uh, some teams in the NBA who want to just completely stop from here. The two teams that seem to be uh, at the forefront there are the Lakers and the Clippers. Of course, this all in response uh, to the Jacob Blake shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Uh, the There is, you know of course, vi- in, in 2020, there's video of everything, and there is video of this. It is pretty uh, disturbing to see, and it's disturbing just to think about uh, the world that we're in right now. Uh, and, you know, it, again, it feels weird to talk about fantasy football on a day like this. We will. It is my job to do so. We're coming up on a big fantasy draft weekend. But, you know, just in general, I mean, it, it obviously, these athletes are in a position where, you know, hey, we we idolize, we look up to them, and they are making their voices heard. It is time to listen to those voices. It's time to understand the message, and it's really time to move beyond these divisions and come together as as Americans, as as a country. Uh, and you know, if there's any takeaway, we can have that. We can certainly have that. Uh, so anyway, didn't want to open up the show and talk about our sponsor before talking about you know, and, and our sponsor is important, of course, but but the most important issue at hand uh, in the world, not just the sporting world, but in in the world right now. Uh, so anyway, let me tell you about that sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight, do you like to play daily fantasy sports, well you need to go check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com, MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world, because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites, that's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there's no salary caps, you don't have to play against the sharks, and that means anybody has a chance of winning, even you, MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love, Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, esports, and of course football. Uh, over there at MonkeyKnifeFight.com, well, you know what else they have? A free five-dollar game for you just for signing up, and if you use the promo code RANT R A N T, you have your first deposit matched up to fifty bucks, fifty free dollars, like that right there. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting yourself into when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights. And sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. And again, I've said this numerous times in recent shows, but really, one of the biggest ways if you want to help this podcast out uh, is to sign up. Sign up over there at monkeyknifefight.com. And uh, really, that'll. Uh, it will really help me out big time if you use the promo code RANT. So I appreciate everybody who has already done so. And if you haven't and you're thinking about it, well, why wait? Just go and do it right now. Promo code RANT. So anyway, we are heading into this massive fantasy football draft weekend on Saturday, really the biggest fantasy football draft day of the year. More folks in backyards putting multicolored stickers on boards on that day than any other day. And so to really kind of tie a bow on everything that's been going on in terms of putting ourselves in place for for good drafts. Uh, You know, I have my draft plan, which we've talked about on this podcast. It's over at ftnfantasy.com. I have the game plan, which is the the PDF draft guide uh, that breaks down everything you need to know, including my draft boards. I have my fantasy football rankings over at ftnfantasy.com. But the big thing that I keep getting asked is, okay, well, I get all of that, Jeff. But but who are you really drafting? And and remember, I'm not one who I say, well, I have to have these guys. Must draft. Or um, likewise, must avoid. But I will have guys who I'm going to avoid at ADP, of course. And I'm going to have guys who, at ADP, I tend to really like. And I may like them a little bit more than other guys going in the exact same range. So when it's all said and done, yeah, they are the guys who I'm going to be targeting. Now, I do think it's worth mentioning that We have to consider exposure. Even if you're only in a couple home leagues, you don't want to have the exact same rosters. Maybe you've done that before. Um, It it could work, but the likelihood that it doesn't work, you know, that you get injuries, especially in a COVID year, probably a little bit higher than it working. So I wouldn't want to do that. I want to, you know, I want to have a wider list. So. Over at ftnfantasy.com right now, I have a list. Um, you know, I've always called this my guys or whatever you want to call it. So it's my favorite picks uh, for 2020 fantasy football drafts. And I basically broke it down by rounds uh, and who I'm looking at in those rounds. The round's basically where I'm expecting to draft them, but it doesn't mean I have to draft them in that range. A lot of people have asked me about that, you know, with my draft plan or my my draft board. It's more of a... Um, it's more of a sort of suggestion than a than a precise science. You know, that's the same thing with auction values. Like if I say a player is $46, you can spend $47 on that player. That was a direct question I got the other day. I think it was Devonte Adams. So, yeah, you could spend $47 or you could spend $42. It's just the market value. So, when I say third round or fifth round, that's the market value, but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to draft him in that range. But that's the way this article is ordered. So I want to go through these guys pretty quickly here. Of course, if you want the full list to set you up for this weekend, then you can just head on over to Ftnfantasy.com. Uh there's not going to be any values in the early rounds. So, you know, really anybody who's in the first couple rounds, you could say, Yeah, they're my guys. Of course they are. Christian McCaffrey, he's my guy. All right, end of article. No. Uh <laughs> obviously. But really, get into the third round, and that's where I start to see something very interesting. So DJ Moore is slipping, and I don't think it's a it's a anti-DJ Moore sentiment. It's more of a, uh, holy crap, running backs are going very early sentiment and often sentiment, right? So, he's going to the late third round. So, he's a guy who, if I'm in that part of the draft, I'm definitely targeting. I love the ceiling floor potential here, you know, high volume, but also lots of upside, and he showed just how good he can be down the stretch last year. Uh, next on my list is Keenan Allen. I'm just going in order of uh, the sort of round valuation. Keenan Allen in the third round, no. Keenan Allen in the fourth round, maybe. Keenan Allen in the fifth freaking round where he's going? Give me all of that. He's going in the same range as Terry McLaurin. And I get that people love McLovin. I get it, or F1, or McLaurin, or whatever you want to call him. You know. Uh, <laughs> Scary Terry. How many nicknames does this guy have? McScorin? I mean, how many how many nicknames does he have? But here's the thing. We're basing that on really not even a full season as a rookie. And yes, there's upside, but what does Keenan Allen have to do? He has 303 catches over the last three seasons. Yeah, sure, he doesn't have rivers, but it's the fifth round. I'm passing on McLaren and and grabbing uh Keenan Allen in that range. I'm telling you, great, great, great target in the fifth round. Move over to the sixth round, have a couple rookie running backs, both DeAndre Swift and Cam Akers. The question I've gotten numerous times over the last few weeks who's this year's Miles Sanders? Meaning, who's the rookie who you're probably going to have to sit on for the first month or two of the season, but really offers big time juice down the stretch? Well, these are the two candidates right here and for slightly different reasons. Swift is a major upside player. Was so effective at Georgia. He's going to be in a committee early, but I think he blows away from on Johnson. I don't think Cam Akers is in a committee early. <laughs> I think he might even be, you know, earlier hit earlier than uh, than Sanders last year. The thing about it is there's there's a couple of the issues that I have with that offense and f- from the offensive line standpoint, but still sixth round give me all of that. This could be your third running back in the sixth round. That feels pretty good right there. Um, three players in the seventh round who stand out to me. And again, I think this is important. These aren't guys who I have to have no matter what. You know, if you go into a draft with that mindset, you're probably going to reach for players, which is a mistake, which then gives your an opponent an advantage and, you know, basically you a disadvantage. So I don't have to have these guys. But these are you know, three guys who I am looking at in this range. Tyler Boyd, Will Fuller, Evan Ingram. Tyler Boyd's still going a half round behind A.J. Green, and I would take him ahead of A.J. Green. Tyler Boyd is a poor man's Cooper Cup in basically what's pretty much the same offense, and you're getting him at a nice discount to Cooper Cup. Now, I don't think he'll outproduce Cooper Cup. I don't think so. But, again, poor man's Cooper Cup in the seventh round as... He could potentially be your fourth fourth wideout. Even if he's your third wideout, your third wideout in the seventh round, a guy who you get a nice high floor out of, 90 catches last year, over 1,000 yards, I like that. But I also like, you know, hey, I love ceiling, so I would take a stab on Will Fuller in this range. Will Fuller is volatile AF, as the kids like to say. But he also comes with major fantasy upside. And if he can just stay healthy, he has some of the most bang, you know, highest bang for the buck out of anybody on the draft board. Love Will Fuller in this range. And then Evan Ingram, sort of a very similar, like he's maybe the tight end version of Will Fuller, because Ingram could be an elite option, but he could also get hurt any, you know, and out for the season any given moment. So you're baking that into both of their prices. But if you want more of a sure thing to, you know, give you fantasy upside if he stays on the field at tight end than Evan Ingram. And I don't have a ton of tight ends on this list. Moving to the eighth round, uh I do have three more players here. Deontay Johnson, Zach Moss already up in the eighth round, and then Tyler Higby. So Deontay Johnson there's no secret here I'm glad the ADP settled out in the eighth round I was worried it was going to be in the seventh round Uh, I I really don't like it there not enough meat on the bone but in the eighth round it's fine yes he is banged up at practice but I'm not worried about that right now because really taking him in the eighth round I'm not taking him as a guy who I think I'm necessarily going to have to start in week one and I don't think he's going to be out through week one by the way Five top thirty weekly finishes last year. He gets Ben Roethlisberger back. There's a lot to like there. Zach Moss. Remember when we could get him in the tenth round? Well, that's not happening now. But I'm still willing. This is as this is as early as I would go on him. But I'm still willing to take him in this range. I do think he'll be behind Devin Singletary to open the season. I don't know how much behind him he will be. uh, You know how far behind him. It's a full blown committee. Zach Moss is a yards after contact monster. He is a capable three down back, better than, you know, maybe some people realized in passing in the passing game. I actually fell victim to that mindset early in my evaluation of him. And then the more I watch him, I'm like, "Oh man, this guy has pretty good chops. He could be something." And that's a run favorable offense, uh, for sure. Tyler Higbee I still think the genie's out of the bottle on him. Um, You know, people are going to rebut. They're going to say, well, Gerald Everett, but hey, man, Gerald Everett never put up games like Higby, and and then people will rebut that and say it was against bad defenses. Um, One of them was the 49ers, (laughs) so not all bad, and he still put up a really good performance in that one. I think he's poised to pick right up where he left off. In the ninth round, three Wow, four, (laughs) because two quarterbacks. I was going to say two, uh, but I do have two quarterbacks in this range. Uh, CeeDee Lamb, Alexander Madison, and then Brady and Breeze. So CeeDee Lamb, the thing I like about CeeDee, even though he's going to open as the three very likely, is I'm getting a piece of the Dallas passing game, and I'm not really paying too much. I mean, I will get Michael Gallup if the price is right. I'll get Amari Cooper if the price is right. I found Amari Cooper, the price is a little too high on him in most drafts but CeeDee Lamb, ninth round, the price is right there for the upside, for the piece of the game, of the passing game, for the fact that I do think you're going to see a lot of, of 11 personnel, so three wide receiver sets there. There's a lot to like about him. Madison, I'm not worried. I talked about this yesterday about the Dalvin Cook contract stuff, but what you're doing here is you're getting yourself some major uh, premium handcuff value, and I, by the way, if I have Cook, I'm not looking at Alexander Madison. So if I drafted Dalvin Cook in the first round, I'm not going to draft Alexander Madison. I know that's contrary to what a lot of people like to do, but I don't want to put all my eggs in that basket there. So this is a play if I don't have Dalvin Cook. So you have the premium handcuff value. There's some independent value. There's, um, you know, without uh, Cook getting hurt. If Cook gets hurt, there's top 10 potential. And even if none of that happens, there's still potential at some point to trade him to the Cook owner if the Cook owner really is uncomfortable I don't know how I wouldn't go in with that being like my primary focus, by the way. In terms of Brady and Breeze, two veterans who are in very good offenses who are in a position to produce. Brady, this could be one of the highest passing volume offenses in the league. Uh, You know, we could see easily over 600 passing attempts. It's going to be hard for him to not put up top 10 numbers with that. And then Breeze, I mean, Breeze was fourth among quarterbacks in fantasy points per game after returning last year. 25 touchdowns in those final 10 games of the year. Two and a half touchdowns per game. So these guys are a great value. And this is really where I typically see myself breaking the seal at quarterback. Round 10, I like McCall Hardman and Damian Harris. Yes, Damian Harris all the way up in round 10. McCall Hardman. He could be a ninth round guy. The reason why I'm reluctant to put him there, though, in terms of my valuation, is I don't think the target volume is still going to be high enough. Like, there's a situation, certainly, he's going to be at least the number three with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, and they're eating up a ton of targets. And then you do have the backfield. Like, I don't know how much Clyde Edwards Alaire is going to be used, but there's a scenario where Hardman is, you know, neck and neck with Edwards Alaire. Like I know, if you drafted Edward Lair already, you're hoping for that scenario where you know CEH sees like 70 plus t- targets, but that's right where I have Hardman right now. But it's just the appealing upside, and then man, if something happened to Tyreek, then Hardman in that offense with more targets, really, really appealing, and and I think he improved a lot as a rookie as well, so that bodes well for him. In terms of Damian Harris, yeah. <laughs> Here's where we are. I would draft Damian Harris ahead of Sony Michelle right now. I'm not convinced that he gets the job ahead of him if Sony is healthy, but there's just more upside, and that's why I'm I'm, I'm where I am with Damian Harris. There's no upside with Sony Michelle at this point. I only have one player in round 11, Daniel Jones. Love Daniel Jones from a, a ceiling standpoint. He had uh, four top five weekly finishes. That's two more than Kyler Murray had last year. I'm not saying he's better than Kyler, but man, you're getting a sizable discount on him. In round 12, Mike Gesicki, man, he was so good down the stretch. Over the final eight weeks of the season last year, he had as many touchdowns as Travis Kelsey, as many touchdowns as George Kittle. He basically plays wide receiver. He's not going to line up in line, and uh, this is a wide open offense potentially here with Chan Gailey. So that could be a lot of fun. Round thirteen, lots of players. Ayuk, Goddard, Cam, Bryce, Love. Ayuk, athletic is all get up, and you know really will be behind Debo in the pecking order, and Kittle obviously when Debo's back. But still, just taking a stab on the upside. Love Goddard. I just don't want him as my solo tight end. I I definitely want another tight end. Who I, I can go into the season, you know, relying on as my primary. And then Goddard, you're just taking a swing for the fences. I mean, he could be a top ten option, certainly in that offense, given how much they run 12. But, you know, you take a little bit of a risk when he he's if he's your only guy and he's not even the number one in his offense. So, but I still love taking him, and I just took him last weekend. Cam Newton is polarizing. I get it. Uh, he's not as far removed from elite play as you might think. In 2018, he was basically fantasy elite over the first 12 weeks of the season, and that was playing hurt pretty much the whole time. The injuries have been an issue, so you take that on board here. But you're swinging for the fences, Bryce Love. It's a dart throw. It's really a dart throw, and and there's very few dart throws at running back that you get in the late rounds. I don't think he's going to pan out, but I'm willing to take the shot in a few drafts. And then finally in the 14th round, I didn't go beyond the 14th round, is Paris Campbell. So a lot of people are looking at Michael Pittman, but I think Campbell offers the better value. I I do think we finally see him. We didn't get to really see him in his rookie season, but see the Paris Campbell, the guy who the Colts drafted him to be. We're hearing that out of the Indy Beat. So I think we get that short and intermediate, yards after catch, explosive upside, and you are paying nothing for him. There you go. My favorite picks for this year's fantasy football drafts. Uh, So if you want these, of course, you can head on over to ftnfantasy.com along with all sorts of other fun stuff, including today at 2.30 Eastern, a fantasy football coaching session with yours truly, Ask me anything. I answer everything fantasy football related. That's at 2.30 Eastern. Appreciate everybody reviewing the podcast. We got to get to 1K. That's my goal. 1K. 1,000. 1,000 reviews. So if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes, review the podcast, rate it. The easiest way to do it, honestly, is if you have an iPhone, open up your podcast app, scroll down, When you find my my podcast, that is, scroll down, click the stars, you're done. That's it. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Use the hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. The final Friday pod before the biggest fantasy draft day of the year is coming up tomorrow. Looking forward to it, baby. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side for another edition of the pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.